On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with one of our all-time favorites, one of the best to do it, one of our good friends, Quentin Richardson, my colleague, my partner, my buddy on Bally Sports Florida, kind enough to join us here on Pod Squad. And of course, this is brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. I remind you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. Oh, we cover everything here on this edition of Pod Squad, including the number of broadcasts that Quentin Richardson is a part of. He is a media mogul. So we break that all down. What has made him a media sensation here? He's found a fantastic career after basketball, and uh, he continues to excel. He's a fantastic analyst, gives great insight, great stories, a terrific listen, how he got into the NBA, how he became the media mogul that he is, and then his time here in Orlando, his affinity for Stan Van Gundy, and, and also just some great advice, not only for NBA players, but for young professionals in general. I think it's unbelievable insight. You'll really enjoy this conversation with Quentin Richardson, the latest guest on Magic Pod Squad. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, and Quentin Richardson from Valley Sports Florida. Kind enough to join us, of course, 13 NBA seasons, two right here in Central Florida. It's Valley Sports Florida. It's Clipper Vision, George. It's yep. Hooper Vision. Keep it's going. Knuckleheads Podcast. Keep it going. I mean, Hugh, you're busier now than when you played. That's unbelievable. I am. I am. It's uh, it's it's all a blessing, Dante. Like I say, I I get to do most of it from home. So fortunately, I get to still be at be at the house with the family and the kids. So that's the that's the best part about it. That is that is the big part, right, though, Q? Because when I, I when I first saw that you were doing, uh, I mean, I knew you had the knuckleheads, the podcast, and I knew, right. but then when this Baller Vision uh, concept came up, I thought that you were having to fly out to LA to do this every time. And then my first time I saw you this season, you're like, "No, gee, like I'm doing that from home. Like that would be that's huge. That's enormous." Nah, yeah, that was, I mean, we did the actual first two games of the season from L.A. Baron Davis has a studio out there, Slick Studios, and um, myself, Baron, Matt Barnes, and Paul Pierce. So we did the first two games back-to-back, and then everything else has kind of been from home and on location. And I like it because, you know, they get, like, not just those guys I just named. It's it's all type of former Clippers, from Catino Mobley to Corey Maggetti to – Craig Smith, Ryan Gomes, uh, Darius has been on, um, all all type of guys. Just, you know, I, I like that part that they kind of spread it around. Darren Collis and all type of different guys has been part of the organization and are, you know, now retired. I get a chance to be involved, so it's dope. You know what's got to be fun, Q, is the, the feedback. I know you get great feedback. I know it's fun for you because you get to work with friends of yours, right? I know you love working with Jamal Crawford and, and all those guys that you just mentioned, but – Man, it's been so well received. I, I I know Bomber's a big fan of it. I know the NBA is a big fan of what you do with Hoopervision. That's got to be a lot of fun. All the feedback that you get. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's been really cool, man. Like I say, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. You know, you like you said, you're always hanging out with one of your peers or a former teammate or something. So that's always cool and you know, easy conversation and, and chemistry and stuff like that. But um, 
I, I feel like, man, it's, it's, it's part of the future, man. It, it, it seems yeah. like things are going in that direction. And I feel like Bauman was just the first team. He wanted to be first. And I think he did that. He jumped out and he was the first individual team to do it. But um, from everything I'm hindered hearing behind the scenes and things like that, like it sounds like that a lot of different people, you see ESPN has done it. I think Turner yeah. will be going that way and um, soon in the future. And I think at some point, probably all teams, as long as things continue to go well, I think a lot of teams, will, if not all teams, will be doing it at some point. You think Keep, we could get five, you think we get five or six people to do a Dante and Galante cast? You think five or six people would watch that? <laughs> Man, that as long as Q, yeah, as long as we get Q on there, we're fine. Exactly, Dante, exactly. Galante, and Q, that, that's gold right there. I'm trying to get as many things on Q's plate as possible. That's what I'm. Trying. I mean, I, I mean, I think obviously you you know you guys bring what you bring to the table anyway but i think i think every team you know with their individual yeah. built-in base i mean they once they do it they fans are gonna go to it i mean fans are fans for a reason so i think the more things that you know or, or platforms or bases that they you know these teams creating the league creates for for the fans i think they every team will have their own individual following and i, I think it'll be great I'm adding this to the business presentation, Dante. Yes, you are. I'm adding yes. it right now. Yeah, adding it right it. now. Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer <laughs> led the way. <laughs> we can do, do number find, two. Now, That's okay. Now, we as an analyst. About, go ahead. Go ahead, Q. We, we joke. It's called baller vision, but we joke amongst ourselves and of call course. it Ballmer vision. Ballmer yes. vision. Yeah. Uh, as well you should. As well you should. Hey, I want to, as an analyst, is it a little more challenging than you thought it might be? Because as a player, it's easy to say, oh, man, those guys are giving me a hard time. They don't understand. But now as an analyst, I mean, it's tough. you got to draw a line with, with being fair, but also you bring a perspective of how, you know, what the players are going through as well. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I mean, I, I, I take the standpoint I'm always a player. I never forget I'm a player. So when, I'm, when I get up there, no matter – I mean, you know, Dante, you see me off the camera and then when I get on, yeah. I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna be a little That's the stuff people more. wanna see. That's the yeah. footage you wanna see. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna always remember that I was that player. So yeah. once I get in front of the camera and on the mic, I'm gonna always be a little more kinder to the players and, sure. and, and things I say and the way I say things because I know that everybody I'm talking to doesn't understand the same things that I do. So I don't wanna put that, you right. know, that negative conversation in their mind when they don't understand the full scope of things. Q, has there been somebody? Has there been somebody in this transition as you've transitioned from player to, I mean, to your full fledged broadcaster now, whether you like it or not, you, you are a full fledged <laughs> broadcaster. That's exactly right. Has there anybody that that you've leaned on to help you through this transition into into being a broadcaster, or are you Man, just flying by the seat of your pants and being yourself? And if it's good enough, that's fine. And if not, I mean, <laughs> that's fine too. I would say I would say all of the above. I would say that 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 I definitely, um, you know, Dante. I, I watch people. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big observer. I watch and I try and learn from observing. And I and you know the people that I think that are really good. I try and really look at them. And I'm fortunate enough to be you know I, I get to sit next to Dante. You know, Coach Hill. I get to watch him when I'm watching on TV. And then everybody that I work with, like you know, I, I watched a lot of people on TV. I watch all of the shows and I watch different things. And now that I'm doing it. I definitely watch it from a different perspective and try and learn things from different people. So I, I think I'm a person that um that really, you know, look and observe and, and try and learn from people that I that I look up to or, or think that are doing a great job at what I'm trying to do. And then just my whole presence here is just based on, you know, relationships, man. I've been fortunate to have great people right. and to know great people. I mean, gee, you guys helped me get a, get on over here at the Magic Dante. 
And I mean, you know, Rod Wilson from the Miami Heat, he was the first person to ever make a phone call for me. He got me on the jump uh, with, with Rachel Nichols. That was the first thing I ever did when I was like kind of swirling around asking. I was asking you guys questions, asking everybody questions. Sure. He, you know, at that point, I think she was coming in town to do some type of uh, big interview with Dwayne Wade. And um, he just told her, like, hey, you know, Q Ridge or whatever. Did he called me back, like, hey, if you're going to be in L.A.? I was like, I flew out there. Forget about the be there. I'm going to just go. Like, yeah, I'm out yeah. Like, So, you know, <laughs> I mean, just just having those, you know, and that was a one-year deal. I only knew Rob for one year, but, you know, we hit it off and we had a good relationship. And, um, you know, I've just been fortunate to be helped a lot. And, um, you know, just just trying to do things. I try to, I try to work hard and take everything serious and let everybody know that I'm serious about doing it. And I don't want to you know, come in and think like, oh, he's this former player that thinks he knows it all and he can't learn anything. I think, you know, everybody could always continue to learn. So I just try to continue to do that. I think that's great. And and he's good at it, George, as you know. Yep. He's really yeah. good at it. That's and why to, he's on that's why he's on like nine platforms. I know. But to, the point, <laughs> to the point that Come they on. don't even need they don't even need me. He goes, I watched him the other day, he goes right into break. He takes the <laughs> he takes the show right into break, right out of break. He can do the transitions. Right. You've learned all that stuff. I think it's crazy. I, see, I, I get I get that from you, though. You know, I do it. You know, I mean, we they don't want us to do it as formal. But, you know, I, I definitely right. watch you and watch how you write your your your, your openings and all that stuff. And I, I observe, man, I do a lot of observing. And um, I, I appreciate being there, being that position and kind of learn from everybody, especially you, Dante. Well, I appreciate it. Same here, man. You make it a lot of fun. And, and the response has been fantastic. George, you can't sneak. A fresh cut Friday past this guy. That is one of my <laughs> that is, that hey, is one JT of my <laughs> was, JT was styling on another day. So I, I took a good look. I said, hold on, man. We <laughs> Said, he said, look at hey. look at Vince Carter and John Travolta on there. Uh -huh. hey, hey, look, that's what we need the graphic people to pop the leather jacket with the collar on them, and he'll look just like the Fonz or Travolta. Man, that was awesome the other day. That was too funny. Oh, that was oh, good. But he that. that's, the, the, that's a thing time. I didn't I didn't realize that in the NBA, though. I mean, that's oh. a thing. Like guys get the get guys get a nice cut going into the weekend, and Q's seeing the players, the broadcast, every you can't sneak it by him. He can't he, he sees it. I don't. I don't know what it is about me. I've. I've <laughs> always been that. Like I think it. I think you know what it was. I think it weirded me out because I went from. I wasn't growing up. It took me a while to become good at basketball, right? Like the punk come really good to where everybody's looking at you. So I was always the one looking at everybody. I'm looking at everybody. But then, like, like my sophomore year when I went to public school and I got like. By the end of that year, I was like known in the city. And it was like, damn, it was like I, I noticed like I met this person before, I met that person. Like, y'all didn't even remember meeting me because I guess I was nobody. And it was like that was like that was like crazy to me. Like now, because they think I'm good, like y'all treating me a certain way. And then I went through it again, my rookie year, like my rookie year. Interesting. Interesting. I was the third guy, like the Clippers had three picks. They took Darius three, they took Keon 10, and I went 18. And George, he's got he's got a list of all seventeen that went ahead. Yeah, I know all of them. I know all of them. But <laughs> but for a portion of the beginning of that season, you know, the Clippers. I'm not from the from the West Coast. I'm from the Midwest, so they really don't know me right like that out west. So they thinking that I'm like D Miles' homeboy. Like we go out, we hanging out. People thinking I'm the homeboy. I'm like. And it didn't oh even dawn on me. It didn't dawn Is on me until right? like the whole wow. following year. The following year. 
I'm balling. I'm getting a play. I'm like up for like in the running for six, man. And it's like we going out to places. We going places. And I'm meeting, like seeing people that I already met before that I thought I knew. And they looking at me like, man, Q, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. I'm like, nice to meet me. Like, wow. what are you talking about? And it was <laughs> like, right? it was, it was, it was like, I was in awe because I've never been somebody who cared about anything, but it was fascinating for me to see like, wait a minute. It was like this aha moment. Like, this is what's going on. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm out here just in La La Land, I guess in oblivion, just thinking whatever <laughs> But like it was for real, like that made me start to look at everything and everybody. Like, okay, now like what's really going on? So I became this 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 huge in high from high school on. Like when the colleges and everybody started recruiting you and everything, everybody just started coming. I was looking back because like my family never treated me different. Like I feel like that's yeah. why I can be humble today because like I feel like that's the seed of it. When your sister, your brother, your your best yeah. friend, your cousin, your dad, somebody let you slide on this one time and then it's like, oh, can I get away with that again? Just like, and <laughs> right. then it's like before you know it, you got this stupid ego and you think you better than somebody. So I never got that. So when, he, when people started to try to treat me like that, I was taken aback like, wait a minute. So I started to look at everybody. What do you wow, want? Why are you coming at me? That. Why do you want to be my friend? I was like, everybody yeah. was just like, and so now I just can't, I feel like I, I benefit from that when it comes to my work or whatever, because I can look at people and observe and I can I can figure this out or I can learn that from not even asking. I'm just going to watch. Like I like how I tell you about how Stan would come in a Turner. <laughs> Where his stand would come with a pad like this. Yeah. It would be a pad like yeah. this. And when I promise you, you have never seen so many little compartments and boxes and then little writing <laughs> here and this and that and statistics. <laughs> it would be like a million boxes on this on this paper. And he would have all type of different little little notes here and stats there. And I was like, I, I was amazed by that. Like, dude, yeah. like I knew you were the mad scientist when you were coaching like but to see him bring that and come into that and then just have that much like i'm like okay so last night you was just here just like you were in your coaching thing but you was doing this like like to me that's amazing for people to have that type of preparation because he's the most prepared person i think i've yes. ever been around that's a very good point that's a very good point. So cute. So how do you, so how learning and watching, that. how do that. you, how are you preparing? Like, how do you go into like, say if you had a telecast with Don, I don't know when your next telecast is, is it Friday, Saturday? Are you working with Dante this weekend? I think it's Monday. I think we have. Okay. Let's say it's Monday. What what will you do to prepare for, for the telecast on Monday? See the thing for me, when it comes to doing the actual games, that's easy. Because okay. I, I watch all of the games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, if I'm going to do a magic game, I'm just going to watch the games. And then, right. like, you like when I come into the meeting with Ty or whatever, it doesn't matter what him, JT, Dave, or Dante are going to say. I watch the game. So, I'm I'm good. Whatever we're going to talk about, I'm I'm good. That's my, that's my homework. When I watch right. the game, I know everything that I need to talk about. Whatever direction y'all want to go, however you, you want to talk about Bobo, Paolo, whoever, whatever we want to do. As long as I've watched the game, I'm golden. It does not matter. Like, and then, I, you know, we always have stats and we have the little pamphlets for anything like that you need. So, like, if it's something particular that I want to talk about, I'll throw it in my little notes on my phone and I'll I'll make sure that, like, this is, you know, if I want to, like, how I wanted to talk about. I knew the, the, the Q's question the other day 
two nights before because I was watching Bowl Bowl, a, a game that I didn't play. I'm like, dude, he got to be most improved. I'm like, that's going to be my, that's what I want to bring up yeah. the next time I get up. So, like, that was, I knew that, you know what I'm saying? So, for me, it's like whenever we come in, I'm relaxed because as long as I watch the game, it don't it don't matter what we want to talk about. I'm good. That's my homework. Well, then, That's how many with, with with all the different things you're doing? How many games are you watching a night then? Because you're watching the Magic, watch, you're watching I, the Clipper. I mean, are you watching? That's the seven that's, hours that's, of all. That's the joy of it, G. Like before I made it to the NBA, I mean, obviously you couldn't watch this much because it wasn't this much, of course, no coverage. Like you couldn't, right? But like. Ever since they came out with the NBA league pass and all that, I watch games 24-7 when they're young. I'm right. flipping between the channels all day long. Like, if this was my job or not, like, that's what me and D-Miles always talk about. We got the easiest, best job in the world. We do something. We get paid to do something that no matter what, no matter what, if we were getting a penny for it, we would do it anyway. We'd right. be doing it anyway. Right. Right. We would be right. watching games and me and him or whoever, all of our people, we hoop. This is what we know. This is what we love. We've done this since we were able to walk, since we were big enough. Mark, since as far back as I can remember, I've been playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I'm going to watch it. I'm doing it anyway. And so, for me to be able to have a position to get paid and to do, be able to get access, you know, be with the Magic, be able to have my kids come to the games and still be a part of the NBA in so many different ways. Like, this is like we kids in the candy store. And the other part to what you say, like our preparation, like say for the podcast, right? That's mm-hmm. that's more difficult than an actual game. But then again, it's still not. The only reason it's more difficult because we have to – find things and try and find little things right. that people don't know and like that's what we right. that's why sometimes it's not as hard because if we bring a personal friend on which we have a lot of mm-hmm. we all we already have a million built-in different things and that's what make all of these different like hooper vision or or the ball of vision that's what make those things go well because we can get on there me and Catino got on there last night and we talking about our championship season with team power and we going back into different stories about that and why that was a great team and how we hung out every day, went to dinner, practice, and nobody else in the big three was doing them things, but we, we carried ourselves like a real team and that was why we won. And so, you know what I'm saying? We can go into stories like when we won a championship, I took that trophy from the, from the podium and it went everywhere with us that day. And I'm telling you, when I'm talking about we in New York city, we in the club, and we in the club with the big three trophy. And they like, what? They didn't even really know, but they knew who we uh, were. And they sure, sure. put out over the thing. And like, we flew through the airport. I'm carrying a trophy. I sent it through the x-ray machine. Like, I, I love that trophy from when we got it from the podium to when I walked in my front door. Like, that was, and you know, that was with my boys. Like, that was something mm-hmm. that we had control over. Like, none of us won a championship professionally. That was our only sure. championship. We ain't never get a champagne. We had champagne. We did all that that we wish we could have did in the NBA. And like, right, us, sure. it, was, it was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody can't take that from us. That was like something that we always, when we, I don't care who you are. If you're a sports fan, if you're an athlete, when you, whenever it is, the Super Bowl, the, the Major League Championship, the, the the NBA, when you sit there and you watch them dudes with goggles and they doing that, you like, dang. Yeah. I wonder right. how that feel right there. Like, right. I don't care right. who you are. If you don't feel that, you ain't right. Something ain't right. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when we got to do that, like, that was like me, Big Baby, Birdman, Catino, 50, like, I've known Corey McGay since sixth grade. 
Like that was crazy full circle. And it was dope. Like Nancy Coach Lieberman, she was, she was like so awesome. And you never would have, like, I never would have knew her if I didn't get into the uh, big three. Like, I would have still got a great relationship with her to this day. My daughter loves Coach Lieberman. Q, what would you tell people? I'm listening to all this. And, I, you know, I every time somebody comes up, Q knows him. He's met him or he knows someone who knows him. I mean, he knows everybody. And every team that comes in when he's on the floor, people are coming up to Q. And all. What would you tell young players now coming into the league about the way you handle relationships. I, I know what you mentioned about how you started observing and you know who's who's legitimate, who's authentic, and all that. And I, I think that's that's great advice. But you've got relationships you've had 20, 30 years. I mean, it's unbelievable. What would you tell people about how you value and treat people? I would always say just treat people like you want them to treat your mama. That was, that's that's like my motto. Like even when I talk to like 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 when I talked to Paolo and I did the little preseason interview with Paolo, George, I yep. told him I said, mm-hmm. man, you know, like for all intents and purposes, everything, you know, basketball wise, like you got it made in the grade, you know, made in the shade. I've never been a number one pick. I've never had the type of yep. the opportunity you gonna have before you. Like all you gotta do is be a good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you seem like you work hard, you love the hoop. You can you can ball your ass off. So you know what I'm saying? If you right. do all of those things, that's gonna take care of itself. I said the only other part you gotta do is be a good dude, bro. Like I ain't telling you to never anybody know me, I'm not kissing no ass for nobody for no reason. <laughs> so I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not telling you to there, do that. There, you're right. No, there's no, a difference, the... right? There's a difference, right? Q there's a, they, just be a good person is not. Yeah is right. not kissing up to everybody nah, like you're, nobody's no, telling no. you to do that just, stand just up be for a yourself good, just be a good person man I, could, I swear just just treat people like you want them to treat your mom like i say like i could take a lot of shit so i don't say treat them like i want them to treat me but like just treat them like you want to treat your mom <laughs> like everybody who got a mom don't nobody want their mom disrespected don't nobody yeah, want, they want them to right. be treated fairly they want them to be t- talked to right respected all of those different things so when you when you do that Bro, like, that's where all my relationships stem from. Like, I, I was building equity and doing different things with relationships that I had no clue I was doing or that I was right. going to benefit from. Right. But I was just doing things the right way or what I was raised to do the right, what I thought was the right way and trying to be a good person overall. And, like, I promise you, this whole second career and on this side is completely off relationships because it was people that was way more qualified that didn't know people that can't get in situations. Like I was fortunate to have people that I could call that they were going to receive my call. I could text, they would text back. And not only that, that they would call somebody else or reach to reach out to somebody for me because they, they were cool with me. They appreciated me. I appreciated them. And it was no, no, nobody was trying to get anything from anybody. It was genuine. They were trying to help me because they thought they could. And that was it. No, you know what that that does? That applies to everything outside the NBA. Yes, it does. Guys like that. That I, I even said that to one of my sons the other day because I said something about, listen, like, just be a good person. Just be a good per, a good person because you never know. <laughs> like, you never know where those people are going to exactly. cross paths with them again. Hey. And you just you just don't know. So, like, don't be a jackass, right? Like, <laughs> just be a good person. And it's, not, it's amazing everywhere. how many people can't do that. It's amazing how many right. people can't do that. No, it's right. you're exactly yeah. right. You're right. You know what's interesting, Q, you met, you know, so you think about your relationships and, and how you grew up and the people you met. And now you're in Orlando and you're meeting Stan Van Gundy, right, for the first time. Right. I mean, that had to be, right, or no, actually, probably, no, you met him in Orlando for the first time, right? I mean, that, yeah. you have, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody has as much of an appreciation for Stan because you work with him for a couple mm-hmm. of years in Detroit as well. But it wasn't, 
it wasn't all rosy at first, right? I mean, it, t- it took some, no. it took some, it took some warming up to. Man, it, it, it's just like anything else. Like I'm sure when he when he first met me, he probably didn't know what the hell to think of me. Like this dude is <laughs> like whatever. But like like literally, like I used to. I until you get a chance to observe and understand, right. I, I would say probably about like probably mid season, mid like early to mid season, because it was after. It wasn't until after I came out of the star lineup because he came, he took me out of the star lineup. But like the way he did it and the way he talked to me and he he communicated with me, that was when I started to respect him in a different way. Cause I remember I can remember training camp early in the season. I used to hate Stan. I used to be like, man, this dude, he's crazy. Like he don't want to go home. He's keeping us here all day. Like, what I ain't never practiced this long and this hard. Like, damn. So, like, I, you know, it was a part of that that I used – I had – you know, Jameer was good with that, though, because Jameer would always tell me, like, you got to get used to it, bro. Like, guys, just get it out of your mind. You stop talking about it, you just going to get – you know, he was right. He was right. Like, the more you talk about something just stupid, just – yeah, it was just, like, stupid. But, like, once he took me out of the starting lineup and I saw how he was doing things and I saw that – because I had I had, had that happen to me before because some coaches may – you know, they going to tell you some bull – Try and stroke you while they while they killing you over you. Know what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> but right, like right, right. he didn't do that. He he came and he shot straight and he told me he said, "Listen, I you know I, I I see everything you're doing. I see how you come in. I appreciate how you you know you as a teammate. There's all of these different things he was saying to me. But like I knew he was being honest, and it wasn't one of those things where I'm just about to say something to you. Then I'm gonna just you know he he was consistent. And then even even after that, like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the I remember the end of the season meetings and everything, he was telling me, like, you know, like, I appreciate how you handled everything this season. You know what I'm saying? You were a real pro. Um, you never wavered with everything, with everything you said from the beginning of the season. You stuck to that even when you, you know what I'm saying? There was times that he was like, yo, I want to be able to play you more, but because of this, because of that, I need to play this time, like this and that. And he was like, I know it's not fair, but, like, I just need you to, you know, and I, and I was like, all right, you know, whatever, but, like, from all of those things, like, like I got a chance to see it. Then, like, obviously, when you, you know, that was just on the court stuff. But when you get a chance to observe anything with Stan and his family off the court, right. you get a whole new appreciation for the person, for the type of uh, individual he is and how good of a person he is. Like, when you get a chance to see it with your own eyes and be there and experience it, and then you experience it again, then you experience it again, it's like, damn, right. and it's like, so many more times because they are those type of people that are doing so many different things, not just one act. They doing all type of stuff. And then you see it, how he and he and his wife, Kim, they didn't filter it down to their kids and they doing different uh, things and helping the community and like just they mindset and just just thought process on everything that's going on in the world and everything type of person he is. It's like he top tier for sure. I think that's a terrific insight. I think fans would appreciate that. You know what else is good too, George? And I, I love this because I think it's easy nowadays in, in our society and with social media, we see a player or we see a coach or we see a team and it's so easy to get caught up in, in the hate or whatever, right? And you say, okay, well, Kevin Durant is going at these Twitter trolls and why does he care about that? And he's so good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to mess with that, right? That That's what, when you put on a show, that's what they're spitting out, right? That's what you hear. That's what you watch. But Q's perspective is completely different. Q knows Kevin Durant. I don't know Kevin uh-huh. Durant from. I don't mm-hmm. know Kevin Durant from Adam. Right. I don't right. know anything. I don't know anything about him. Uh, but I know he's one of the greatest of all time. When I when I see that we're in Brooklyn, Q, and Kevin Durant tells Paolo Bancaro, "I need that jersey after the game," right, and then they do the jersey swap, and then he goes over to Coach Mosley and says, 
you got a great one. He's going to be make sure he works. If I if you ever need anything, call me. I'm happy to help. That to me, that's what you've been saying all along. The guy just loves to hoop, and he's here to help anybody. I thought that was pretty cool. I need I need him to come to Orlando. How about that? Can I say <laughs> that? That's, that's what I need. Can we yeah. make that happen? You need but something. A, I need you to come to that's Orlando. a perspective I would not have had had you not. Right. I mean, he's been saying that forever. I think that's valuable. I think that's just the product of the, of the of the society today, man. 2023 is 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 so many different voices. Everybody has a voice. When you get on the social media, anybody could say anything, and then any 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 bigger platform could pick up that anybody say anything, yeah. and then they get their 15 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and it's a big deal. I think that the the thing that people kind of you know depending on who you talk to, they love and hate about KD is that that he's going to say something to whoever and whenever he wants to. And I think the hilarious thing to me is that they say, you know, celebrities or or pro athletes think they're too good to talk to the regular person. Well, this is the exact opposite. KD doesn't think that. He's showing you that I don't think, I don't care who it is, because, like, somebody will be like, He'll say something back and you'll see a comment under it like, why are you even taking your time to say something to them? They nobody. And he like, that's stupid. Like, I don't even think of myself like that to say to somebody's yeah. nobody. Like, he's saying that I'll say something from whoever you think the most known or biggest person is to the to the person that you think is nobody. He doesn't care if, if whatever he wants to comment. And it's not always bad. Or, it's not always bad mm-hmm. stuff. He'll say something right, random exactly. to somebody about something good stuff or something funny. Right. But they don't want to say nothing about that. And so that's why I just sit back. Once again, I observe and I just sit back and laugh at a lot of this stuff because it's so slanted. It's... it's 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 hypocrisy if you think about it. Like you want him to think and act like he regular, but when he do it, you 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 come at him about it. So <laughs> You're right. I don't get no. it. That's a good point, but I think I think he deserves more credit than he gets. No question. You're I, I, George. I think he's the president of the Bowl Bowl fan club. Let's let's talk about this yes. team a yes. little bit, right? I, I think we find ourselves during the game. We just are glued to every move that Bowl Bowl makes. What do you love about Bowl Bowl Q? Man, I, I I just love that he's getting his opportunity, man. He's getting to show that he can what he can do because I think he's a skill set that you know nobody's seen in this league before. I think you know everybody's getting excited about uh, Wimbledon, and rightfully so. But I think it's 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 messed up that this kid was four years prior, and for you know I seen he said because of injuries and different things for whatever the reason. He hasn't been able to show his skill, and I, I think it's a great thing that he's getting a, getting a, getting a chance to go out there and do his thing. I love that Coach Mosley is giving him an opportunity, and that that he's seizing it, man. I think I like when you look around the league and you listen to the comments and the thing that people say. I saw I, I asked KD about another day. I said, "Hey, man, what, what you think?" He said, hey, "Man, the kid is special." He was like, I love the fact that he that he got a chance to really, you know, he and he said, I like what they're doing down there in Orlando. He said they got a chance to be a great young team. He's like, if everybody get healthy and stuff like that, but but I, everybody I talk to a fan of Bobo, man. There's no way you can't be like the dude. Every time you get out there, he do something that you haven't that you like, oh, well, he do something a wild fact. Even if it's something regular, it just don't look regular when he right. <laughs> right. I so my kids exactly. came to the game a couple games ago. I had a car full of kids, right? And they are all, I, I told Dante this, the whole ride home, 30 minutes home, Bobo this, Bobo that. Bo, like, they would not stop talking about Bobo. I finally stopped them and I said, guys, like, that's the first time you've ever watched it. That was the first time they had really yeah. ever seen him play. I said, what is it about, they're all going nuts. I said, what is it? Tell me what it is from, and this is, a, you know, a teenager's perspective. 
And my youngest son, Jim, said to me, he goes, Dad, it's like if I was playing a video game and I created a player yes. that, that doesn't make any sense that like exactly. he's seven, that he's like seven foot five. He's got arms like a like yep. a, you yep. know, a balloon man, like but he can dribble like he's a guard. He can shoot like he's a guard. He goes, it's like I'm watching a video game come to life right in front of my eyes. And I looked at him. I was like, I never really thought yes. about it like that but that's what that's what he described ball I've, as I, i've said that he's a creative player he's a creative player that you like <laughs> you break the video game with him like they won't even allow you to make him like that on right. 2k like right. like so it's like it's it's crazy and that's why i say like i'm glad that you know people starting to pick it up more nationally and because he you know you do your thing in new york and a couple of the right cities they start to take notice so I'm happy for him, man, because I think I think he's unbelievable, man. I enjoy. It. I tell Dante every time he watches, I just be sitting there like, "Did you see that?" It don't even be it's nothing that like some yeah, of the times right? it's stuff that somebody normal people may not ooh and I, but me as a player, I could see myself on the court and him doing so. I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> like some of the times how he grabbed the ball, it just it just be crazy, man. And I love that, like, he's as much like how you talk about. uh Whoever you talk about, how Kawhi don't have an expression, Bobo never has an expression, never. Right. He doesn't celebrate. He doesn't do anything. He'll do something you won't even know he did. He just running back. I'm like, yo. I think I think our guys too get caught up in like watching. I think you're right like, on the court too. I think they're. We talked to Terrence a few weeks ago, and he he described him the same way. He goes, "It's like watching a unicorn fly over a rainbow." He's like, "You don't you don't really understand what you're watching, but you know you're watching something really That's cool." Um, and I think our guys get caught up in it while they're on the court too. I could I could see that man because yep. like I say it, it's mesmerizing when he get a rebound and he just start out rabbit behind the back and start to going you like uh oh I start getting up like what are you about to do like every time uh, yeah. that's good and my dad my dad's the first one to check out he'd be the first one to say all right the team's five and seventeen I'm out I'll see you next year but he's <laughs> like I will watch I will watch every game because of Bull Bull he he can't take his eyes off him and I I'm think you know, I think I think for good reason. How about Paolo? You said it the other night on the air. We got a dude, right? And Paolo yes. Bancaro. This guy is number one pick for a reason. He he's pretty special, isn't he, Q? Yeah, man. I, like, like I said, he 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 from 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 everything we've seen and he showed, he he has every all the tools. He has all the ability in the world. And the get the kids seem to work hard and he seems to, you know, accept coaching and things like that. So I mean, I think I think all the way around, you know, we won with this pick, man. I think, you know, we got a kid that obviously he loves to play, he competes. You see, he's a he's a bucket. Like I love the fact that he gets to the foul line. He doesn't have much of a facial play. He kind of even kill guy too. He doesn't get high or low. I mean, he gets I love that he has a passion, he gets excited, but he's kind of even kill. But um, I, I like I say I I love like even with him being out I feel like he came back a little slower but I feel like in that time him being out that gave Franz that chance to kind of get himself back into the into the into the mode that he was in last year now you kind of got now he's kind of back into his groove even with Paolo coming back so now it's not as much of him just trying to figure it out yes. now they're figuring each right. other out more so than just one figuring the other out and so I think that's a good thing for them to grow together where it's not just one side I think both of them early in the year I think it was more so Franz was kind of just watching like man like where do I fit in with this kid yep. and now with him getting the ball while he was out it's kind of okay Paolo get to see like wait a minute he 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 got something to offer too so we got to figure this out how we do this together and I like that aspect of it. So what do you think is next for, for Paolo Q? What, what, is, what is something that he can 
continue to work on as the season? I mean, we're only a quarter of the way in here. What, what can he continue to do to get, you know, by, at the end of the year, have that rookie of the year trophy or, or, or other accolades for himself? Man, I think he just keep doing what he's doing. I think, you know, I think the rookie of the year is 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 kind of for him gonna be low hanging fruit. I think the, yep. the the tougher awards come with his with his team winning. I think that's right. where he he gets into that other echelon of getting into the other accolades and things. I think all of the rookie stuff. I think that's that's easy for him. Uh, 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 all rookie team, uh, 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 being a, a rookie of the year or whatever, a top two guy in that. I think that's easy for him. He just has to continue doing what he's doing. I mean, he's in a in an unbelievable situation here with the Magic. Going to be featured and have a chance. All he has to do is stay healthy and keep keep working, man. Because I think it's it's. Right now, it's, I don't see a, a, a real, like, you know, a hole in this game. I mean, obviously, all rookies can always get better defensively. That's the first thing immediately you say about any rookie. But um, he he works hard, man. He doesn't slack. He's not somebody who's taking plays off and things like that. He works He works hard. He plays hard. He has a high motor. I mean, that's that's main, the main things you want to see out of your, your young players, guys that, that are getting after it, they want to play, they want to be good, they want to compete, they play hard, and, you know, for he plays the right way, shares well. He's not out there gunning or chucking up shots. Like, I don't got any problems with him, man. I like the kid personality. He's fitting in with the team. His teammates seem to like him because you can see, I mean, I feel like I can see when when it's a little something off there. And I haven't I haven't seen anything to make me feel any type of negativity about anything he's doing. I'm I'm extremely excited for when we get fully healthy and we get some continuity and we get some yeah. games under everybody's belts together to see where, you know, because it's it's easy to say, man, when we get the until they really get out there and play and Coach Mosley sees how this fits and how this works and who should come off. And then, like, you can see. But I think we got a lot of pieces. It's the, the, the board is scattered. Yeah. But I think, you know, once they come together and Coach Mosley gets to put – Put his um, put some time in with him. I think we could be we could be man something to be messed with. Well, and I think we're seeing how valuable Wendell is. We know that, right? How valuable he is. But I think we're seeing how. Oh my goodness, this team is it's very difficult. They're in the middle without Wendell. But the last thing I'll ask you, Q, is um, the injuries. I thought up and we just got Markel. We just got Cole Anthony back, which was huge because I feel like this last week I feel like the injuries took a toll on everybody. I felt like there was visible frustration yeah. you know guys were right, guys, feeling the weight of having a shoulder am i not time. hiding it on my face very well <laughs> no, am i no. am i am i no. walking around a little little no, sad you, george key in my car didn't help things either I <laughs> very very immature i don't know why i blame you but i think it has to be tough q it's human nature right when you're when you're there's frustration with five and 17. Let, let, let's be honest with that. But but the pieces are there, as you mentioned. How do you bat? What's the balance between this is tough, this is frustrating to this point, but we've got a job to do. And we know if we can get healthy and come together, it can we can come up, we can build our way out of this. Man, the one thing you know is that it don't matter. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got you, you the game has to be played. You gotta figure out your way to show up and, and 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 get what you need to get out of it. Because at the end of the day, you know, you got guys that's playing that, 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 that don't really get these type of minutes. So those guys right there, it's their job to say, and I and I know they they friends, family, especially their agents telling them, like, hey, right now. All 29 other teams is on full alert. This is your tape. This is your film. This is you. your time to go make your situation better than it is right now. Even this team, all 30 teams, the Magic is paying attention to, 
to the Caleb Houston's and the guys that were not getting those type of minutes and and this type of, they you being evaluated now. So I mean, as a pro, you that's the first and first first and foremost thing as an individual as a pro, you gotta always remember like everybody watching me. This is my this is my chance to better my scenario or, or further solidify myself in this league especially as a young player. So you can't, you can't go out there and say, Oh, we getting blew out. Like, you know, sometimes veterans can do those type of things because they have made their name and they, who they are. And they can sit yeah. back and look and say, like, I'm not about to get involved in this, but a young guy, you got no choice. You got to get out there and go, go make the most of every scenario. And like, that's what we got. We got a lot of, we got a lot of youth and we got a lot of opportunity right now. So we got to have guys going out there, the very least. And I understand some days you're going to get, you know, like some games it gets hard and you you tired because you haven't been playing these type of minutes. You're not used to it. So that gets tough. And that makes sure. But like we can never see, you know, our young guys not competing, not trying and not wanting it. All right. Before we get out of here, I got to get something from Stan. I got to get a Stan invitation of some kind before we get <laughs> before. Hey, you know what? I wish I, I wish I had my T-shirt. I think it's in the laundry because I oh, wore that right. today. I wish I had my T-shirt. I should have wore that T-shirt today. I totally the dropped the ball on that. Damn, I, I forgot about that, that too. Form a wall. That's what we should have done. That's what we should have done. All right. Good stuff, Q. I appreciate it. Hey, I, I, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Like I, that's that maybe my favorite thing when I used to when I say the, the short times I sat on the bench would be when something bad happened. <laughs> I immediately thought like, yo, did he used to do us like that? Like, damn. I stand, sometimes Stan would come back to the bench and you all have seen it. Stan come back and he flops down and he's like, like this <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. He did do it to you guys too. By the way, yes, maybe didn't work that's what I'm saying. I, but the, I remember yes. laughing one day and like like stopping in the middle of my laugh. Like, wait a minute, like he, he was doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yes. have to go back and watch some old film, and uh, yeah, you'll find you'll find one or two. Yeah, for sure. For those sure. teams were those teams were winning sixty games too. Oh, that's good oh, stuff, man. All right, Q, I appreciate it. Keep up the great work. It's a blast for me. I have a blast because you do something every single night that makes me laugh my ass off. And I think that I know, and I know, I know the viewers, you'll say something. Your perspective kills me. And I think it's great. But when you analyze it, it's great. It's unbelievable perspective that you bring and with the way you see the game. And that's why you're everywhere. That's why people are relying on you for all this analysis. I, I totally get why it's working and why, why it's so keep up the great work, man. It's been great that's why he has that, four man. telecasts to do after this. Exactly. Right here, he's got, he's doing a game in China. Then he's going to Brazil. About, oh. hey, I'm actually about to cover the uh, Dwight's game in Titan. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what but you know what he could do it if they call he could do it he'd be ready yeah. that's right uh, good stuff man well, right. we appreciate it q keep up the great work we'll see you soon all right fellas anytime man all right that'll do it for this edition of magic pod squad <laughs>